Konnichiwa, Japanese for hello, and welcome to episode 4 of the Saturday Blues podcast. We've now had over 300 listeners, so thank you everyone for tuning in. Today's episode, I'm joined by the one and only Ben Harwood. Hello, Ben. Hello. So, I'm oh, very good, yes. Uh, how are you? Very good, very good. Excellent. Right, so I start off the way I start every episode, which is saying what retail experience you have. So um, I've been in retail on and off for about six years. Um, I joined uh, DIY retail when I was a nipper, uh, fresh out, well, fresh in college. Um, part-time? Yeah, part-time, 18 hours a week on the tills. Oh, nice. Hustling. And um, <laughs> since then, I've, I've basically been on every department possible, almost. So I've done a little bit here and there on the seasonal, so playing my plants, professional plant waterer um, over the summer whilst I'm at uni, I'm off uni. And most recently I've been on decor, so just, yeah, mixing paint. Great fun. So how many times have you left and come back in total? I think my username is on the seventh number app. <laughs> <laughs> when I joined the company, it was, yeah, 001, and I think I'm now on 07, so... You know, I, I don't like to stay in the same username too long, mate. You've got yeah, to yeah well, you've got to keep it fresh. That's it. I'm a nonsense worst nightmare, mate. You couldn't hack me. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have it on record that um, the last time you left, they didn't even take you off the system because they were so confident that you'd come back. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of like, kind of just sad on my part, really. You know, I just, I can't go away for long enough. They just always know. I, and last time I said I was leaving, I was very confident I was leaving. And then my world came crushing down within about seven days. Yeah, so, it wasn't your fault though, of any of course. Yeah, well, yeah, I will I will say it wasn't for a lack of effort from myself. There was a slight <laughs> pandemic that was affecting my ability to uh, to leave. But <laughs> six years is it in total? Yeah, six years. I think it's six years anyway. Yeah, seventeen I joined. So I remember when I was on the tills to start with, I'd always have to like I'd be on the early, so I'd be on like seven to eleven on Monday morning. And say some like tradesman brought a knife round or something, and I'd be like shouting up to the top of the stairs for like a think twenty one because I couldn't like put anyone's um purchases through. It. System. <laughs> literally, like, I had to I had to like just shout, and someone looked from like three hundred like meters away at the top of like the showroom's print and just go, "Yeah, he looks like forty. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally illegal for me to make that judgment, so I was just having to make like a forty year old man wait to buy like an aerosol. You come a long way since then. That's it, yeah. Development, mate. Improved. So many times leaving, many times joining. Um, what is your favourite department, do you say, of the three? Well, it's a very dangerous thing to say when I'm sure I'll have absolutely avid <laughs> listeners and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we safely assume the least favourite would be the Tills. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't for me. It's, tills is a bit of a rat race, you know. I think most people come in the company that way. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. used to. I think they sort of changed it a bit now because they, they got a lot of new people on the stock. But only the strong survive, like yourself, mate. You see. Oh yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it tills were just very monotonous, and it's just yeah, very boring as well. I quite no like drama. Yeah, you don't really get much drama on tills, not particularly. Maybe I definitely say it'd be seasonal. There you um, go. Wow, that's an exclusive. That is, that is, that is an absolute uh, haul, mate, for the podcast. <laughs> Headline news, that would be. <laughs> because I have the beauty of only coming and working over summer, I don't have to deal with the shit in winter when it's like minus three degrees outside. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Is, you know, I think of seasonal, I think of stood out there in 20 degrees, with a, you know, a watering can in my hand, enjoying the sun. Living with, a dream. With a hat on, yeah. 
and that's that's as good as it gets, mate. If you ask me, <laughs> talking a hat, as good as it gets. Absolute belter you're wearing today, then. Obviously, yeah, see that, but official merch. Movie, official merch, yeah, only worn by the very best of the seasonal department, mate. How old is that? Truly, I don't know. Actually, probably like five years. When, <laughs> I, when, I joined, when I first joined seasonal, I think I nabbed it, but I've never. This is the first time I've ever worn it outside of work. So, <laughs> wow, no, that's just, too exclusive. Yes, absolute scoops, mate. Absolute scoops today. <laughs> I don't think I've ever but, seen yeah. anyone wear that though, on as part of their uniform. Well, the thing is, what people don't understand, mate, about these hats is, you know, you wear a normal cap, you're getting what eighty degrees of protection from the sun. This bad boy's three sixty, mate. <laughs> three sixty degrees of protection from the sun. You know. There you go. Top tip: if you want a three hundred sixty degree protection, that's it, mate. Get yourself a bucket. Well, you can't hat. actually get it because it's exclusive. But get a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you Other get bucket hats are available. Uh, so we'll keep. Keep on the tills, I suppose. It was probably where you're most likely to have had any um, bad customer interactions. Remember any off the top of your head? I mean, I've had, I've had a lot in, in every department, really. I suppose on the shop floor, you get more specific questions. Obviously, harking back to my till days, we are we are going back a little way here. But I remember once, it's normally just arguments over returns and stuff. I think one thing in particular I remember was before I was going to join seasonal, it was, it was someone that brought like, probably like 50 three for two plants down the front, but they're all discounting it to like 30p, 40p each. Yeah. So this person was getting like probably like 50 quid's worth of plant for like eight quid. And they wanted three for two on them as well. because they three <laughs> for two And I just remember having like just good old 20 minute argument with her just about like, you don't get both. And she was on about, um, like she was going to take me to trading standards. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've had that before. I had that. Yeah. I used to work at Morrison's. I had some guy that's saying, he was going to report us because one of the prices of the broccoli was wrong, and he's going to get yeah. <laughs> You just imagine like representing yourself in court, like full uniform, you know, <laughs> Your Honor. I promise. <laughs> bucket hat on. Yeah, bucket hat on. They love yeah. that. Immediately not hand. guilty. You had one um, fairly recently. Your most recent stint outside, obviously with pandemic related, was that? Oh, I had a, I had a lot of those. Yeah, I mean, one of my one of my more favourite ones was the um, I was still up front and. Like someone came out with like a six by six fence panel, so just yeah. a big square fence panel, and I was just obviously counting people in. It's the most difficult job in the world that mate. <laughs> Jack of all trades out the front there, and and they were just, I think she was trying trying to put this fence panel in the back of her van, and she was out there for like ten or fifteen minutes trying to do it, and she obviously it's square, and she was just trying to put it in every single different way possible, <laughs> without kind of coming to the realization that you know it is it the same be. size no matter which way you put it in. <laughs> <laughs> So she, she whacks it on the trolley and she brings it back in. She just says, that I need someone to replace this for me. And I was like, oh, unfortunately, you have to go in, like, you know, get another one and someone will be able to help you inside and swap it at the tills. And she's like, oh, yeah, all right, you use the C-U-N-T. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And she basically just went in, turned out how we're all like, you know, fucking useless and um, just went on an absolute swear. What did she want? What replacement did she want? Did she go and get the same size then? Or? She just wanted just... a six by four. Oh, right. I got called the C-bomb because I wasn't going to personally walk out to the garden centre and set my magic a six by four fence for her. <laughs> yeah, because it was her own yeah. mistake as well. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think she understood that you can't just like swap. You know, no. this isn't like a, this isn't like a deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> you know, when, when you buy a product, there's a bit of a contract in place, you see. So, you know, your receipt is for that. You can't just, you know, willy-nilly just swap things around as you please. But another one I had, I think I... Ended up with an about yeah twenty minute argument with someone about entering the store. But, yeah, that's the one I think I remember. Yeah, I was just. Dark I think it was someone like coming in as like a big group of people, or 
big family and they were coming from like, different cars. And I, it was at the time and we were quite strict on entry. And I was basically just trying to limit numbers. Do, do the job, job, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And ended up with like a 20 minute argument with someone over whether they could come in the store to look at paint. And I think this was like week one into like the third lockdown. So yeah. this was like scary times for the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Coronavirus is everywhere. The highest rate, not, probably. Yeah, but unfortunately, or luckily for some people, it doesn't exist in the Dulux and Valspar Isles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it doesn't exist there. So, An essential purchase, of course, that as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, think of think of how much people would struggle if they couldn't paint their walls a new shade of magnolia. <laughs> Truly a mind clearer, if nothing else, that's to be said. People love confrontation, I think, in retail. And they, if you've had like a shit week, I think people, some people get a real kick out of just going into a store and just absolutely laying into yeah. some bloke basically no nothing would you say that you're quite like because whenever I have a people confrontational I'm I've just sort of accepted it and backed off would you say that you're quite you would fight back it, yeah it depends really I mean when I first joined I was quite scared and timid of it but you know the whole like longevity thing you kind of get used to people chucking shit at you yeah and after a while you get a bit fed up of it to be honest and you just take yeah you just can't fight you know fair fair. and I think it depends how much you care as well. Like for some people, they, they, I think they'd be a bit worried if they were give back too much, they get in trouble. But I'm kind of beyond that point of. <laughs> you know, I never go over the line. I don't, you know, I'd never swear or be like actually rude to someone. But I stand my ground. I'm not going to just. You won't. You wouldn't just accept the uh, what they were saying. Yeah, I'm not just going to get absolutely verbally abused for working on a living wage, standing at the front of the store. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, confrontation's just natural, and and that was the thing over the past like year or so. Is it definitely started to happen a lot more? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely high end. But you, know, you, got, you right. get to extremes, don't you? you? Get people who are like really uh, ultra cautious, and then people that are like they just like almost as yeah. if it's not a threat, a non-threat, and they just don't give a but, fuck. Yeah, and both of them hate staff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the people that are really cautious think you're an absolute like devil for not ensuring that everyone is wrapped in you know bubble wrap. And is on like a, a treadmill, automatically being escorted around the store. <laughs> and, you get, and you get, you know, you get the other half that would just, you know, walk in, mask off, yeah, touch everything sure. with their family of twelve, and not buy anything. Yeah, and either way, the staff, like you say, they get you're like one of those good people in the middle that just treat it, the, yeah. treat it with the respect it deserves. Well, that's it. I mean, I, you know, you don't have to be my best friend, but just, you know, I'm happy to help people as well. That's the thing, like. It's a strange old time to be in retail, but it's all right because you know they'll they'll be on Facebook and they'll be saying you know essential workers and key workers, you know, absolutely brilliant people. Yeah, clapping. But, yeah, second second your local retail store doesn't have that shade of paint. <laughs> Dangerous ground, my friend. You know how on earth have you not got it? Yeah, that was a that was a one. Um, I don't even know if you were there right at the start of the first. You weren't at the start of the first lockdown, were you? And there was all that issue when we couldn't get any. I think it was Ron sale. Certain colours, yeah, and that was like, like you say, the, the end of the world. It's like, oh, it's such a big thing that we didn't have yeah. the colour paint. Everything is going on in the world, and yet somehow, to some people, that is the most important thing in their life. They can't get whatever it is, forest green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the colour to end all colours, mate. Truly, <laughs> forest green. Put it anywhere. That stuff. No, I just yeah. For some people, they just I don't know whether they cared that much, or they just seem to think the world was running normally, like. Yeah. Because it felt like the first lockdown, everybody bought toilet roll. Yeah, we even like, got it in. in, in um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was about, I was about two months too late. When everyone had stopped buying it, then we got about four pallets in. Yeah, <laughs> and then never shifted it. Yeah, yeah still there now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was like the first lockdown, but it seemed like the second lockdown was like everyone's like, right, we've got enough, we've got enough shit wipes. Let's get paint. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there was just like the absolute paint rush of our time, where every single aisle was just absolutely just decimated day in day out. And that was just the second lockdown as well. It wasn't really that. It, people that was one probably people took least serious yeah yeah definitely i mean that was the uh pubs closed but you know everything else is pretty much open yeah apart yeah. from a few like clothing shop so that was you know it wasn't really a lockdown was it no but even not the weird recent... political anal- analysts or anything no absolutely yeah. <laughs> i know nothing at all but even in the most recent lockdown we once school started going back i noticed that we get like a three o'clock school rush Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'll be still up front, it'll be like half three, and all of a sudden, like 30 people will turn up, and it will be like just families, like from straight from school into, school, you, know, yeah. you know, finish school at, you know, three, and then make the kids do some DIY for six hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, forget you your know, homework, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so you only left, how long ago was it now? A week ago, was it? Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, two weeks ago, Monday, maybe, Tuesday. Can we get our, on record? This will be the last time you you leave. Do you think you ever come back? Who knows, mate? I don't want to. Don't want to. Uh, I've, I've kind of. Uh, I've said. I've said too many things before. So unfortunately, you're not going to going to get another scoop today. Mate. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't like to close any doors anymore. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I've come crawling back too many times. I'm sure they'd have you back. You're a very popular employee. Oh, very kind of you. I mean, I, I really do enjoy working there. In fairness, you know, I think. It's good. I have to say, as a obviously, um, you've only ever been in. I know it's meant multiple times, but you've only ever been in one retail job, effectively. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've just gone on the whole yes. hog. So as far as I've been in numerous companies, I have to say it is a very n- better than being in, say, food retail because it's so much more relaxed. I know we're complaining about um customers and pain and stuff, but on the whole, it is a lot more yeah relaxed, slower paced. You don't get as much issues. I don't think personally, but. Yeah, You've probably never I mean, seen it from the other side, so you wouldn't. That's the thing. I mean, the only thing, like my brother works in, in food retail, and I, I think, yeah, I, I feel his pain sometimes. Like, I can't, I can't imagine how, like, you know, for us, Christmas is like kind of busy, but if you're like in food retail, I can imagine it's just like, chaos. oh yeah, you were, well, where I used to work, there was t- ten tills, and then obviously all the self checkout as well, and every every Christmas out of you'd have queues. From the till to the end of the aisles, and then that was like, but that was the norm for Christmas. That's what you'd expect. If it was less than that, you'd think, oh, it's not too bad today. Yeah, it's quiet today. Yeah, it's a quiet day. It's one of them. But you have to get to work fifteen minutes early to just to get a parking space because it was that you, you struggle. I, I would be driving around the car park getting paid because I would refuse. To park <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there was one chap I do remember doing that. He was like fifteen minutes late starting from his shift, and they were like, "What are you late for?" And he was like. Well, I couldn't find a parking space. I got here on time and I couldn't find a parking space. Which I guess That's is fair enough. It's not really his fault. We don't, they didn't <laughs> supply um, staff parking. So, yeah, it's fair enough. Maybe you should try that at our job, mate. Just drive around <laughs> our like, <laughs> empty car park for 10 minutes. And I couldn't find the one I liked. <laughs> <laughs> struggle. That is a good point, actually, on car parks. Me and you both have desired spots in the car park. So, that would be That's a reasonable excuse. Point. Yeah. So, I, I always had for five years. Where I, I may humbly say so, I had the same parking spot, and I would park there every single day. But over Got the last stolen, six, didn't it? an unnamed employee <laughs> started parking in that spot, 
and it is really had to change my morning routine to work. It's very different. You know, I was I was used to just driving straight straight in, out and in, but now I have to make a little bit more effort around the car park, and it's quite difficult, I have to say. Changed I think, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just like routine, though, isn't it? You, everyone... Do you think everyone has their spots in the car park? Yeah, yeah. You could ask anyone that drove to work, they'd have one, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't trust anyone that didn't have one. Imagine driving like into work every day and you go, oh, there's a car park here. Which one do I choose? Yeah, you park on a different one each day. That, that wouldn't be right. I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't trust them at all, mate. Chaotic. Was there a reason for your space? There was. Didn't, didn't you tell me once that there was something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was. So, we used to have someone that used to do the trolleys. Um, and, and all the trolleys kind of in the centre towards the front of the car park. Yeah. And he was a little bit, he was a little bit reckless with his steering when he like <laughs> try and commandeer about thirty trolleys around the car park. It was probably a little bit too much for his capabilities. And I heard there were one, uh, one or two issues where he would uh, tickle a few cars here. And there. <laughs> <laughs> you will notice a lot of the people that have been in the company longer just naturally park far oh, yeah. away. <laughs> I think I parked so far away. I'm pretty much halfway home already. <laughs> That's purely from like being used to that. But I think it's a safer environment these days in that car park. Yeah, there, were, there isn't one trolley boy, is there? So, well, or trolley lady, I should say. Uh, trolley yeah, person. There's, there's, a, there's a whole front end for it now. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. So I don't. Think I was going to ask you something. Um, like how how have you found like customers like needs different from like previous retail? What an excellent question. Not that I um, want to turn the table on you, mate. But. <laughs> well, where I was before, you didn't really get customer questions. It was the only time you'd speak to a customer would be if they were complaining about something. So like a voucher wasn't working or the price was wrong on something. That would be it. Um, whereas now it's every day without fail, you get four or five customers, probably an hour, asking you just where something is. And you just mm. didn't have that. So when I first started, obviously, I was clueless so it was always having to go find somewhere else because when you go shopping to get some food you know where the milk is you know where the bread is and if you don't yeah. you just find it don't you you don't go and ask yeah yeah you're not you do you don't go to you don't go to tesco for like one really specific american suite no and get yeah, exactly you know. and if yeah <laughs> if you and if you go in for such just one or two things it would be the stuff that you know where it is it anywhere like milk and bread you know where that is everyone knows where that is yeah um whereas yeah, exactly. here it's like yeah no one seems to know where anything is. And the one that gets me is people, they come in. So you'll be on, like, for where I was on front end, you're the first person they see when they come in and they ask where it is. Like, they haven't even looked themselves. It's like, they're annoyed that yeah. they can't find something. They haven't looked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's so difficult to, like, just get around the store. But it is strange as well because the company and the, the whole sector in terms of, like, home retail does really well off the fact that, all of their members of staff are supposed to like be helpful and have some knowledge, yeah. but at the same time, nobody's trained. No. Like every, every single time I, you know, I walk through to the staff room or whatever, I'll see some bloke down in the electrical aisle looking at me, and he just the first person he grabs, he assumes to have like a city and guild certificate in electrical <laughs> network. But I've never gone anywhere near the stuff in my life, man. If I did, no. I wouldn't be working here. And they just yeah, you ask yeah. those technical questions. You know, I, I wouldn't be in Morrison's walking around like asking, you know, just random people, you know, excuse me, sir, do you know how to make a spag bowl with this? <laughs> you know. The only one I ever had of that actually at Morrison's was some woman asked me how to cook, a, how you would cook a celeriac. <laughs> what? And I was on produce, so I was just, just putting them in what, on the shelf. And she was like, oh yeah, excuse me, how do you uh, actually cook one of these? I mean, why are you yeah. buying something you don't know how to cook? <laughs> 
just rip, whip out like a little recipe book from your yeah. pocket, mate. Oh, yeah, take one of these, Marmo. There's a lot of great ones in there. So, yeah, yeah. that was, but you do get that. Like, I had one couple ask me how I would, um, how they should go about assembling their curtain poles in their living room, like what corners they should have. If you've got, I've got a picture out of everything. It's like, oh, so this is the, the living room. I want it to go this, this, this. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> how, how would I know that? <laughs> yeah, they ask you so many different things. And it's like flooring as well. People will come in and they'll like, they'll come in, they'll just have a diagram and they'll go, how much, how much flooring do I need? Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking like, you've got to lay it, mate. If you can't even work out how much you need, I don't know if I trust you to put it down. Yeah. Like you've got to keep a square room that the dimensions are not exactly difficult. <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not overly challenging. I hope you'd be capable of, uh, of working it out. Yeah, but like they want you to do the maths for them. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it is a very different like form of retail though, just because everybody wants some form of advice or even, even if it isn't advice, they just want peace of mind, don't they? Yeah. Because it's something that not everyone's familiar with. If they get a certain blue, even if you've got no idea what you were talking about and you said yes, that would just give them that like. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I find as you get on, like obviously been there a year now, I tend to just confidently agree with whatever they're suggesting and then that's normally enough. <laughs> if, if they're like oh this would be good this would be all right for the job wouldn't it if i go yeah yeah sure definitely even if it it might not be that's enough for them to say oh yeah, yeah. oh awesome thanks you're really helpful i'm looking forward to seeing all the projects come back to you in a few years time and it's all gone yeah. Deep tongue, mate. yeah you told me this glue would be perfect for this job and it's yeah. yeah but they do honestly they hold you accountable they, they honestly think like they've spoken to a fully qualified individual and yeah, yeah. yeah. All we do, yeah. all we're told to do, is put stuff on the shelf or put it through the till. It depends on what's Yeah, yeah. They do quite well off of that, like whole aura of us wanting to help people. Obviously, we do want to help people and stuff. Yeah. But like, <laughs> not that we don't, but <laughs> it's kind of like assumed that we know a lot more than we actually do, generally speaking. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Compared to anywhere else, you you definitely get that. Yeah, they're more exciting than like clothing, for example, possibly. You know. Yeah, it's like that'd be like someone going into into Top Man and being like, oh, "How would you put this outfit together? Then what goes well with this?" Yeah. They just don't do it, do they? Well, they might yeah, do it. I don't got know. Got quite, um, yeah, got <laughs> <quite> <laughs> You look brilliant in this, mate. You look brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that is the the main difference, I'd say. Do people do tend to be a little bit more relaxed as well? Um, where we are now in the food shop, it can be quite a stressful experience, but. People tend to I go think... DOI shopping when they've got, well, obviously you would like to think not at the moment, but ordinarily. And when they've got nothing else to do, they sort of think, oh, I'll tell you what we'll do this weekend. Yeah. I think now. as well, it's, I think it's just a bit more exciting, isn't it? Isn't, yeah. I mean, may, may, maybe not for us that work no. there every year, but in terms of like people changing, changing your house is quite an exciting time, even if it is just a different shade of blue on your wall. Yeah, Some yeah. people are massive. Just walking around, people are like, oh, actually... I've always wanted a new bathroom. <laughs> whatever, whatever. You know, when you when you go shopping for food or whatever, it's you know, the most exciting thing you might get is a new flavour of Fanta. You know. Yeah. And that's that's the peak of Not your hours in the rat race that is a supermarket, especially at the moment. Yeah, they're horrible. Queuing to get in and all sorts. Absolutely vile places. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of them at all, mate. I hate it. I just I don't like big like Tesco yeah, shops like that. So my mum is an absolute advocate for the old delivery. Oh right, okay. we've had all sorts of turn up outside of our house, mate. A van of every different brand, honestly. Has she got a personal She's, favourite? You know, we, well, we're talking about brand. We're talking about brand loyalty for myself, but my mum has none, honestly. Oh, <laughs> she, she's she is nothing. Honestly, everything turned up: Iceland, Sainsbury's, Tesco, Asda, Morrison's. 
It works. Ocado? She plays the field, mate. She plays the field. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing, like, you you don't actually need brand loyalty for. I don't think anyone would say they were loyal to a, a supermarket. No, apart from people that are little. I, I feel like they're strangely, like, in a cult. Like Aldi and little shoppers, they they love to tell you how good their shopping has been every single week. <laughs> yeah, how cheap it was, yeah. Yeah, how cheap it was, and how actually surprisingly nice the food that was done. <laughs> yeah, that's such a yeah, such a backhanded compliment. Yeah, and it's yeah. not all. It's not too bad the food. It's really cheap and it's not awful. It doesn't yeah, taste it's terrible. Not awful. No one in my family has died yet. So <laughs> now I'll be doing my twenty pound weekly shop in Lidl. Yeah, they always neglect to leave out the part that you've got a queue for about six weeks because they only ever have two people on the till. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing is, though, is that people always complain about it, but because it's how they work, it's just, like, acceptable. Yeah, this is like, the thing. This is what used to really annoy me. When I worked at Morrison's, there was a little across the road, and as checkout manager, for third time, slip that in, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my job was to keep the queues down and you had to have an average queue length of under two uh, customers per till. Obviously, it's probably not the case anymore because of the um, pandemic and that. I, they probably changed that rule, but this is just in my They're day. working you like horses in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to have an, an average um, queue length of under two. And if you had more than that, you could guarantee people would complain. But then you go across the road a little and then there's two people on the till, six um people back and people are like oh isn't it great it's really cheap here isn't it fantastic I don't mind <laughs> yeah exactly it. and the store is a shithole as well yeah like you walk in <laughs> and the, the cardboard waste will just be the shop floor like there's just cardboard <laughs> everywhere <laughs> like half the shop is bare and there's like one bloke who's presumably working a whole lorry full of delivery just his own case <laughs> as well as the tills yeah yeah but the bakery bangs so all is forgiven yeah so know? no one complains yeah it's straight yeah. I mean fair it place it would be a great place to work yeah <laughs> But they just fully embraced it. You know, there's no, there's no attempt to like make up for their shortcomings. They're just like, yeah, we're shit at this. But yeah, yeah. Deal with it. But you'll still come. You'll still come. Yeah, we'll still yeah. make double our <laughs> money every coming. year. You'll keep making us money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if Maybe you're listening, the, the founders of Lidl, well done. You've got a great yeah. business model there. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's the future, mate. Shit customer service, but cheap prices. You can't. Oh, yeah, that, that's a way to go, I think, because soon there won't be any customer service if these like Amazon supermarkets where there's like no staff it's all just computerized you walk in and then the computers see if you've bought it or not and then you just come out you sound like a 60 year old man there mate like one of those people that comes in refuses to use the self serve i'm not complaining (laughs) i i'm just saying that's the future yeah yeah, yeah, it is is in fairness it does make me laugh when people are like they come in and we don't have that problem anymore but you know i refuse i'm not using self serve i'm not using (laughs) self serve yeah yeah. the best one i ever had in Morrison's, I had a guy that wouldn't buy any of the apples because all we had were German ones. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a boy in the war right there, isn't it? That is a that is a proper like, like xenophobic like, carried through. Three years ago, I mean, the war was so it was like yeah, oh, each their awful. own, each their own. Yeah, their but people do they carried it, don't they? I think particularly, and you can understand it a little bit. I mean. So obviously, that was we weren't there in that time. It was very difficult. No. Some people definitely carry forward that like xenophobia and that like wartime tension like forward sixty years. Yeah, maybe <laughs> to the point where you're not buying a an apple in a supermarket because of its country of origin is quite. <laughs> <boring>. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, what does he do every time he drives, drives past an Audi or something? You yeah, know, yeah. Figure out the window, probably, you know. Yeah, what I didn't say is he walked out, got into a Volkswagen and drove home. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the engineering's brilliant, but the Apple's a dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the delivery one, I just rem- remember your mum saying she got delivery. I once got received a delivery. Um, I was probably only like 13 or 14 at the time. And my parents were out. So he, then obviously knocked, Tesco man knocked on the door. I thought, oh, yeah, whatever. Let him in. Unloaded all the shopping. And then they give you the receipt right at the end. And I looked at the receipt and it was the wrong bloody name. Wrong house. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they've got, obviously, they're halfway down the road at this point. I'm only 13. I'm like, what the? What do I do? <laughs> So I had to run after them. I'd be like, mate, you've dropped us off at the wrong house. They had to really? unpack, unpack it all up and take it off. And uh, How do you do did, that? Did you even have a delivery come in or did you just manage to pocket some random person's delivery? No, I didn't think we even had a delivery come in. I was like... Yeah, you were happy to just have a full week's of shopping, you know. Double <laughs> dinners for a week, mate. Double dinners for a week. Yeah, poor Mrs. Harris across the road. Never got her shopping. <laughs> well, she did in the end. I didn't keep it. <laughs> You get some weird like swaps as well sometimes, don't you? They oh, it's substitutions, just, yeah. They really love to kill you with the substitutions. But they, I honestly think that because I think most of the people that do the picks are normally working like six a.m. till ten a.m. Aren't they? Like yeah, really early. Yeah, really early. I think it might even be earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell it's like just really tired teenagers that do it all the time because some of the substitutions are below par. That it's safe to say. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like <laughs> they must think, how can I mug this person off? And those. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mum once like ordered wine and got like a table map. As a, as a substitute. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was honestly something like that. You could see which fun. ones like that. They're like it's five to ten. They're about to finish. Yeah, the right yeah. substitution would be the other side of the store. Whatever they're next to, they're just like fuck. Yeah, in you they're go. down. They're down the. Uh, they're down the games aisle. So you know, instead <laughs> of that nice turkey, you end up getting like the new FIFA or something. <laughs> Profit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the rules are. I don't know if they have to keep a, a certain price, whether it has to be more expensive than what you originally bought, or whether it. Yeah, it must. There be must still... be a margin on it because they yeah. do upsell you sometimes. Because you know you could order like a a Tesco owned cheese or whatever, and then you know get upgraded to a nice bit of a cathedral city, possibly. Oh you know? yeah, you know that is that is really bringing the bringing the bacon home if you manage something like that. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a gambler's game to play, mate. You pay twenty quid on top and just hope you get a good substitution week. Yeah, just order the value everything under the pretense that at least one of them <laughs> won't be in stock. I think I, I think they must have a margin anyway. I think they'll I think they'll give you something a little bit better if it's within like the price range. Well, yeah, if, if anyone knows how to, feel free to get in contact. Yeah. I'd love to know. Uh, answers on a postcard, please. Answers on a postcard. <laughs> Every single episode, I think I've done at least one call out, and I've never had a message from anyone answering any of my questions. So, apart oh, from like... oh, this is a good exclusive, actually. I, this might this might get cut out, so I'll have to speak to Lucy and see if she if she's happy for it to stay in. But um, last episode, Ben, I'm sure you listened about love, and uh, I did say at one point that Lucy was single, and anyone who was interested get in touch. And a, a podcast listener that, um, messaged her, <laughs> got got in touch. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to the chat. That's what I'll say. Rumor has it she didn't reply, but um, yeah, that's the only successful one. Well, that is you know. I tell you what, sometimes, you know, you've got to fire your shot, you know. Exactly, yeah. You don't yeah. shoot, you ain't score. Um, <laughs> that is so, brilliant. Well, you've had, you've had some action, mate, you know. So that it is wasn't quite love making, you know. It's got to start somewhere. To be. Yeah, last week was a wild week, mate. It was, you know, Hello Magazine meets the Saturday <laughs> podcast. It was, it was wild. 
a happy birthday though, Lucy. We'll say that if you're listening. Yeah, happy birthday, Lucy. Hope you're enjoying your listen. <laughs> Second lockdown birthday, a true feat. I think my mum's birthday is, I think it's the 12th. I think it's, she's actually got two birthdays, which sounds stupid. She's the queen. She is, yeah. Which <laughs> basically, so her birthday is the, the 20th of March, right? Yeah. But when, when her birth certificate got registered, my granddad went and did it. And my nan said to it, it's the first day of spring, a birthday, because just in case you just make sure we wouldn't forget. <laughs> but that year, the first day of spring was actually the 21st. So my mum's registered birthday is the day after the day she was actually born. <laughs> <laughs> so she's actually got two birthdays. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. So there we are. Royalty in my family, mate. Why didn't Why didn't she just say the date? Why didn't she just say it's the 20th? Because it was a baby, March. Harris. No, I mean your grand. Why did you just say? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I think it was a track record. My granddad not being too great with numbers and dates. Oh right. <laughs> my nan evidently devised a very cunning plan to, um, <laughs> to ensure there was no mistakes that took place, and quite the opposite happened. <laughs> Does she celebrate both birthdays? Or well, she one? likes to, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never misses an opportunity for a bottle of wine eh, in celebration. But she she celebrates her proper birthday, not the official one, but the you know the twentieth. The factual one, yeah, the 20th. How does that actually work then? So on the driving license, what does it say? The 20th or the 21st? 21st, 21st, yeah. So everything she's ever, so she, everything official, she was born on the 21st. Like so driving she license, has to write down her date of birth, say for a job application, she has to put the 21st. 21st, yeah. I didn't know that was how it worked. I thought you just, they just did it themselves when you were born. I thought the hospital did the birth. Yeah, because you, you have to register the birth a few days later. I mean, I'm not exactly a professional on this because no, no. I haven't really had too many kids. <laughs> not yet. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Evie, if you're listening, not soon either. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you have to go a few days later to register the birth, and then you put like, the dates down and stuff like that. Maybe they should do it all automatically. Just scan the baby at birth. One day, the way it's going, mate, like I said, yeah, yeah, Amazon yeah. will get that sorted sooner or later. <laughs> get the chip in straight away, mate. <laughs> get the Amazon chip in straight away. Yeah, this is what the vaccine's actually all about. It's just getting people to register their own births. So yeah, that's it. Head. Where you go? Where you go? It is ridiculous, though. I mean, where do these things even come from? Like, who actually sits in their room and, and puts out on you know the internet that they think getting a vaccine is going to put a chip in you? Probably the same people that complain that we don't have any pain you know, when it's in the middle of a yeah. pandemic. <laughs> but you know, it's the same people that use their you know their Google phone to put their Facebook status up that the internet is going to be spying on you. Oh, you know? what yeah. They didn't have enough data about you from your Facebook fucking ramblings about <laughs> you, whatever. So they decided. Yeah, that's the thing. If like if these companies actually wanted to whatever get anything on you, they already know it. They, they don't do need it. to they devise a vaccine. Yeah, the time for the time to stand up for it was probably about ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything you do has got a location tracking enabled on it nowadays. Yeah, so they can see exactly where you've been, what shop you've been in. You know, they know how many times you like to pop into Top Man for a week yeah. or what you like to spend money on. Yeah, your favourite coffee, whatever. Yeah. So So if you're listening and you're you think the vaccine's a chip, there's your definitive answer. It's yeah. not but if it is and... actually a chip, I am sorry for 30 years down the line when it all comes to it. <laughs> yeah. This gets pulled up on BBC News. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be hiding underneath this hat, it's safe to say. <laughs> I may I may even offer to eat it. Um, one thing I will just ask you, Ben, um, you've been mentioned on the podcast previously as my runner-up to Funniest Colleague of all time. Did you have any um, thoughts for that one. question yourself? Funniest, 
funny as Golly? Um, Obviously, you don't have to say me. Sometimes there's like different types of funny. You know what I mean? There's, there's certain people in work where you find them funny because you can just rinse them repeatedly. <laughs> like yeah. a top a top runner up for that would definitely be Decor Kim. Absolutely oh. brilliant. <laughs> I absolutely love Kim so much because I could just absolutely rinse her every single hour she is on the shop floor and she takes it really well, which is absolutely brilliant. And you can refuse to jump start her car. Well, I didn't refuse to jump start <laughs> her car, right? You drive like a, an 18 plate Scirocco. It's, no, it's it not is. 18 plate. It's not 18 plate. Before anyone calls me whatever, <laughs> it's 11 plate. <laughs> Is it? Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in an 06 Punto. <laughs> you, you've been in the Punto, mate, and you know it's not exactly the uh, the B1 it's a Ferrari beast. Yeah, not got quite got a Ferrari underneath the bonnet yet. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Kim would definitely be up there because I quite like rinsing Kim. I think Luca's quite funny as well. Actually, he's a dark horse in the race. Really, that's quite a controversial one. Is it? Yeah, I think I think he's quite funny. I know I he does listen, Luca. So. Um... There you I'm go, sure we'd be absolutely over the moon with that one. That's yeah. my parting gift to you, Luke. <laughs> but in terms of, you know, the lads, you and Harry as well, mate, right up there. Oh. And Ryan Benny on a Unlucky Ryan. Bit, bit out of form at the moment, I have to say. <laughs> Don't want to leave anyone out there, you see. It's quite a dangerous question to ask, Harrison. No, it's, uh, well, that's, you, you've got to ask the pressing questions, but it's what the people want to know. So uh, if you're listening, Ryan, there you go, mate. Nothing but an afterthought on that question. I tell you, it was a good one. <laughs> For like classic dad humour, uh, Brian from seasonal. Brian is excellent. That yeah. is a very good point, actually. Brian does crack me up. He's um, he wouldn't expect it. Like so, that some of the, the thing is with him, he, he's so like deadpan all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, he can tell you something really serious, and you don't know if it's true or not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just yesterday, he got me with a classic. Uh, can I use the forklift? And he was like, "Can't you see I'm using it?" And I shit myself because I thought I'd really pissed him off. And he was just joking. But especially yeah, with the mask, yeah. you just can't tell. I was like, oh my God, what have I Honestly, done? Even with that mask, it's difficult, mate. Because that face, it doesn't move. You might, <laughs> think, you, might a, you might think there's a give underneath that, that mask, but there isn't. <laughs> that's a, that's a classic. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of a different sort of humour from him, but it's very good. Very good. Underrated. He's got a lot of experience in the, that, yeah. A lot of experience. Yeah, there's <laughs> talking of loyalty and longevity. There's a man that has been as oh, loyal as they yeah, come. Day one. To John Terry of, well, actually, no, that's, he's a bit of a twat. Um, <laughs> the Stephen Gerrard of, of being cute. Yeah, that's someone a bit more honourable, at least. Just a little, or but better still, the Ricky Lambert of... Well, he wasn't that, I would argue he wasn't really that loyal, because he did jump at the first opportunity to... Uh, at the first opportunity, banging several goals in the Premier League before jumping shit. Yeah, but then when the big club came calling, he was off. Yeah, his home club, mate. He's, he's, a, he's a Liverpudlian, mate. Exactly, so that's what I mean. So that's it's a bad example. He's not yeah, a one cup man, is he? That, yeah, that maybe is a you know I'd say Matt Letizia, but he's gone down in my estimations recently as well. So yeah, excellent football player, but his his political views are a little bit uh, questionable, mate. Yeah, there 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 is a man that loves the idea of the chip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've come full circle there. Yeah, <laughs> I've told you we get it in there somewhere, mate. <laughs> no wasted material today. Very, very good football player. Some of the stuff he could do was uh, was out of this world, but so was his thought process, apparently. So there we go. Yeah, I saw him, actually. I saw him um, give a talk at university one, just like a Q&A good. session. But so, yeah, it was really interesting. Slightly off topic again here, sorry, but afterwards I went to KFC for some lunch. Yeah. And we sat upstairs, and a, and a KFC staff member comes upstairs, and he says, have you seen a naked man up here at all? And we were like, what? And anyway, I go for a piss, and in the toilet, there is this bloke like in the cubicle locked door 
absolutely off his nut, just like talking, shouting on the phone and stuff. And anyway, long story short, he was absolutely off his nut on drugs, bollock naked in a KFC toilet in central Southampton. And the police turned up like 10 minutes later. And I'm just sat there eating my KFC as the police are trying to coax some man. Like, Wait, well, this is Matt Letizio? Not Matt Letizio, no, no, no. Oh. A, random, <laughs> a random bloke. Oh, right. <laughs> it was like after, it was after the event. Oh, okay. Right. A random bloke in some KFC toilets, just completely naked. And it was midday. Like, this was like a 12th <laughs> day. This was a 12th day. day. Like, wow, well, couldn't tell you that, man. A few days oh. ago. <laughs> It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a weekend, for sure. No, it, was, yeah. it was a working day. A weekday, a weekday, yeah. Well, your loyal nine-to-fivers would have been slaving away, but <laughs> this man was flying high, naked, in KFC toilets. Maybe he wasn't yeah. on any drugs. Maybe he was just so high on the quality of Matt Letizia's talk that it just took him to another place. Well, I don't, I don't know if he listened to Matt Letizia, in fairness. I don't think he was there. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's just, why just, then. He was so heartbroken that he missed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, about like half an hour later, he just appears in like wrapped in tin foil out the front of KFC in Southampton. So, Jesus, I wonder if he's alright. Who knows, mate? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, really off topic there. I do apologise. No, no, no we just came flooding back to me. Of, good story. Yeah. I don't really know how he got on Matt Letizia. To be honest, talking about loyalty. Oh yeah, allegedly. that's right. Yeah. I also, you know, I do find it quite amusing that for loyalty and longevity, you've got me who has left the company six times at this point yes no but yeah. the loyalty aspect was that you've come back the, the, the whole time it's like, it's it's a, like bit... a cheating husband always goes back to his wife so he's loyal no because you never cheated you never cheated you never <laughs> not like you went and worked for Wix and then came back it, it's, it was always this... <laughs> it's tell you what it's like that. it's like Paul Scholes when he retired because he didn't and then he came back to United you still say he was loyal that's true okay yeah I'll there give you, you that. that's all right. That's a, you know, it's a good role to have it's a nice badge to have loyal Loyal and long, more ways than one, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that wants to dispute that claim? Yeah. Answers on a postcard. <laughs> so, thanks very much for coming on, Ben. It's been a, it's been a blast. Oh, it has. It's absolutely flown by. My first ever, just by. a singular person on the podcast. I think it's gone well. We'll see. We'll see what the viewers say, and then uh... yeah, well, the numbers don't lie, mate. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> the, the weight of the podcast on my back this week. You've carried yeah. it well, mate. You've carried Single it well. Care. Not yeah. possible that wonderful host. <laughs> <laughs> Too kind. Too kind. Yeah, so if, if you don't if you can't do uni rest of the week, Ben, just you got a bad back, carry on the pod, it. Absolutely. I would like that in a, a letter, please. A note. <laughs> Doctor's note. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you. See you later.